Hi, I'm Louise Goffin, and you're listening to Radio 8-Ball with Andras Jones. Radio 8-Ball, give us a shake. We're in the studio, tempting fate. Welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions. I am your host, Andras Jones, here in the studio with Chris Price. Hey. Playing the Oracle Fodder for our musical divinations. And as our first guest joining us here in the realm of the Pop Oracle, Chris has invited someone who really doesn't need any introduction at all. She is Susanna Hoffs. Oh, my God, she's on Hi. our Radio 8 Ball show. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball, Susanna Hoffs. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. Uh, well, as I said, no introduction necessary, but what what we might be curious about is how do you and this, uh, this fabulous songwriter-producer, Chris Price, know each other? Well, um, I believe we met at Largo, um, where I, I was doing a residency for about a year and a half, doing a show pretty much every month every month or so and oftentimes after the the main set was done on the big stage we'd go into the little bar room and oh, yeah. just continue going from there and one day this kid who looked like he just walked out of high school he looked so young and and uh enthusiastic got on the stage in the little room and with a guitar on his lap playing it on his lap and just started i don't know going crazy doing a million songs and everybody joined in and and uh it, it was just a, a kind of a, a musical love fest and then you know we we would run into each other chris would come to see my shows at largo and then um there was a time where i was uh doing something with the zombies at one of their shows and chris you know i was able to get chris backstage to meet them which was a, a real highlight and uh and then, you know, we just have continued to collaborate. And we worked together on the Emmett Rhodes record. He brought me in to do some music there. I introduced him to John Bryan. No, no, it's just, it's like a community. Chris is part of a community of musicians in L.A. that I just love. Well, that's the second John Bryan reference of the show, and we've only just, we've only just begun. Uh, there but, you are. Wow, those are, those are some fantastic references I... I uh, like, my, my ears are drooling just imagining <laughs> all those collaborations. Um, I know, and, and, and the thing is, Chris is so young, but he has such a, a kind of um, affection for the music that, you know, I, as a young child, got into the music of the 60s and then the 70s. Chris is so savvy and, and aware of all that stuff, and he's worked with so many incredible artists from that time and kind of 
plucked them out of obscurity in a way and, and you know, bringing them into the, the new millennium, you know, it's great. I'm blushing over here, Sue. <laughs> well, you don't need to blush, but <laughs> you're just amazing, Chris, and I, I'm just so excited you're doing this show. Thank you, and thank you for doing it. Yeah, we're You're all... so welcome. Yeah, so, and, uh, well, I could just hang out and talk pop music with you forever, but the, the point of the show is for you to get to ask the questions. So right. what is your question for Well, I pop just happen to love this book of questions by Pablo Neruda, and this version is translated by William O'Daly, or O'Daly, I'm not sure how it's pronounced, but they're, they're just very whimsical questions, and I thought they might... They might spark something for Chris. So here's here's the, one of the questions from Pablo Neruda's book of questions. Why don't they train helicopters to suck honey from the sunlight? <laughs> Why don't they train helicopters, train helicopters to suck honey from the sunlight? You got it. Great. It's a very good question. <laughs> All right. It's a great question. And now, Isn't it? to engage the pop oracle... On your behalf, I'm going to spin the wheel of eight. Na, 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 we love eight. Song number two, which is Father to the Man. Quick interruption here. Uh, my apologies, but due to technical difficulties, Chris's performance of this song was lost, and we will be substituting the track of the same song from his Stop Talking CD on Omnivore Records. My apologies to Chris and to the audience, and even though it's a drag that we lost that song, the version from the album is pretty good, and now you get to hear it. From the room across the hall My old man has took a fall Sprawled out beside the door I can't do this anymore Once he was terrifying I wouldn't dare to say a word To stand up to my old man now he wouldn't dare to stand Without someone's helping hand He says, go on, put me away Days, how I long for better days Without heartache and malaise But those days were all before Up on a hill, signed the papers, paid the bill I tell him it's for the best He'll make some new friends and rest He doesn't even try to protest He says, go on, put Don't hesitate 
To the man, but men tend to fade away, and we don't always go with grace. So, kid, when you take my place, go on, put me away. Go. That was Father to the Man from Chris Price. The answer to Susanna Hoff's question, why don't they train helicopters to suck honey from the sun? That's it. Sunlight. 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 Oh, I got it mostly there. Uh, So before we get into the interpretation, Chris, do you want to tell us a little bit about the background of that song? Um, It's a song about a guy who puts his dad in a nursing home which I did not do, but I, I have friends who have gone through that, and uh, I don't know why I started writing about it, but it just kind of came all at once one day, and I tried really hard to just stay sensitive to the topic because I know it's not something that I personally have gone through, but it's something that a lot of people do. And uh, so I just wanted to use empathy and sensitivity and, and just write a song that, that was um, thoughtful about that subject. Yeah. Beautiful. Uh, it's a beautiful song. Yeah, what did you think, Susanna? I love it. I mean, I've heard Chris play it. I've been lucky enough to have him play it to me. Serenade me with it in the living room here at my house. But um, and, and as I was on, with because of the phone system we're, we're using today, I couldn't actually hear the lyrics very clearly this time. Mm-hmm. But I heard the melody and his voice and the way that Chris is playing the guitar. And I... I think that it it fits really well with the question. It's like one of those questions there's no answer to, you know. Yes. And um, and even if you could train helicopters to suck honey from the sunlight, you know they may not they may not actually do it, or they they it, you know they would choose not to, or or you, you know, may like have it's no one sunlight. One of those unanswerable <laughs> questions, which is a lot of life is an, is just a big unanswerable question. A question that begets another question. Well, there was, I definitely had some pretty potent synchronicities around that. Um, first of all, in that I am one of the people who had to, I had to have to take my father on that unpleasant ride. Hmm. So mm-hmm. uh, that's, and, and I've talked about him a lot on the show. He's a big inspiration for what we do here. He was a dream psychologist. And so, and his, his, bag was the sort of the poetry of dreams using that in uh, dream interpretation and so i you know when i think of that that quote is like sort of a dream logic kind of quote and if i was exactly. going to apply dream logic to it i would think of well the sunlight why 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 don't we treat helicopters to to suck honey from the sunlight well the sun is the one in the song who's taking their yeah. their elder to you know sort of their helicopter parent they're helicoptering their own helicopter right. parent kind of so there were all these you know, like sweet sort of sinks about that for me and even though even that for, there was when my father was succumbing to dementia 
uh, there was there were times when there were things he would say that uh, may have seemed nonsensical, but also seemed incredibly poetic. Like the, and lucid, probably. Yeah, yeah. like they had a, they they were connected to a different kind of truth. They were like psychedelic talk, dream talk, right? Instead of you know normal day to day conversation. Logic, so, yeah. Yeah, so that was I just thought. Yeah, that was and really that's important. that whole idea of what is logic. You know, what is you know the, the way that we decide to control the controlling ideas behind thought and reason and everything. When, when you know, you compare and contrast that to, like, dream logic, it, it's, it's all, and the, and the poem is sort of, like, turning that on its side as well and making you think, think about those things, you know? And, and it is an interesting thing when the child becomes, you know, tra- changes place with the, the parent, too. The, the, just the cycle of things is interesting. And you were also, you told me right before we came on the air that you got this book from your... My son, yeah. Your son. A couple of years ago, he gave me this, uh, actually, he, uh, yeah, two years ago, um, three years ago now, he gave me this book on my birthday. And I, I read that poem and I like I laughed and cried at the same time, partly mm-hmm. because it was my child um, becoming an adult and having the insight into me and that the, the whimsy and the, the actual... Uh, just the the, the the series of questions. I mean, they they're just so rich and thought provoking and and whimsical. Actually, that part of it too. And I made me laugh and cry at the same time. And it was just a memory that I still cherish. And I always have this book very close by because it, I, I can always just flip open to any page and be charmed and delighted and moved, you know, by the questions. Wonderful, wonderful. It was a great question. Yeah, thanks for sharing that poetry with us. Oh, and, you're uh, welcome. I hope you can go find a copy of the book. Oh, yeah. The f- Keep it on your coffee it's, table it's called or by the, the bed. It's called The Five Questions? The book of no, it's called The Book of Questions. The Book of Questions. By Pablo by Neruda. By Pablo Neruda. Yeah, and this version is translated translated, sorry, by William O'Dally, and it's a very beautiful beautiful translations, yeah. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, keep the poetry flowing, Susanna Hoffs. Thank and you. Thanks for being thank a part of this. Thank you for having me join. And hi, Chris. Hi, hi Chris. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Enjoy the thanks rest of the Thanks for listening uh, to Radio adventure. 8 Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher, and check out our website and the links provided for info about past and future shows on the Radio 8 blog, our ongoing Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the Pop Oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. I hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. And until next time... I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio April Show. It's a good show. <laughs>